the seventy steps to the cavern of flame and talked of this design to the bearded priest Nasht and Kamantha. And the priests shook their percent-bearing heads and vowed it would be the death of his soul. They pointed out that the great ones had shown already their wish, and that it is not agreeable to them to be harassed by insistent pleas. They reminded him, too, that not only had no man ever been to Kadath, but no man had ever suspected in what part of space it may lie, whether it be in the dreamlands around our own world, or in those surrounding some unguessed companion of Fomalhaut or Aldebaran, if, in our dreamland, it might conceivably be reached. But only three human souls, since time began, had ever crossed and recrossed the black, impious gulfs to other dreamlands, and of that three, two had come back quite mad. There were, in such voyages, incalculable local dangers, as well as that shocking final peril which gibbers unmentionably outside the ordered universe where no dreams reach. That last amorphous blight of nethermost confusion which blasphemes and bubbles at the center of all infinity, the boundless demon sultan Azothoth, whose name no lips dare speak aloud, and who gnaws hungrily in inconceivable, unlighted chambers beyond time amidst the muffled, maddening beating of vile drums and the thin, monotonous whine of accursed flutes, to which detestable pounding and piping dance slowly, awkwardly, and absurdly the gigantic ultimate gods, the blind, voiceless, tenebrous, mindless other gods, whose soul and messenger is the crawling chaos, Nyarlathotep. Of these things was Carter warned by the priest, Nost, and Kamantha in the cavern of flame. But still he resolved to find the gods on unknown Kadath in the cold waste, wherever that might be, and to win from them the sight and remembrance and shelter of the marvelous sunset city. He knew that his journey would be strange and long, and that the great ones would be against it. But, being old in the land of dream, he counted on many useful memories and devices to aid him. So, asking a formal blessing of the priests, and thinking shrewdly on his course, he boldly descended the seven hundred steps to the gate of deeper slumber, and set out through the enchanted wood. In the tunnels of that twisted wood, whose low, prodigious oaks twine groping boughs and shine dim with the phosphorescence of strange fungi, dwell the furtive and secretive Zugs, who know many obscure secrets of the dream world and a few of the waking world, since the wood at two places touches the lands of men, though it would be disastrous to say where. Certain unexplained rumors, events, and vanishments occur among men where the Zugs have access, and it is well that they cannot travel far outside the world of dreams. But over the nearer parts of the dream world they pass freely, flitting small and brown and unseen, and bearing back piquant tales to beguile the hours around their hearths in the forest they love. Most of them live in burrows, but some inhabit the trunks of the great trees, and although they live mostly on fungi, it is muttered that they have also a slight taste for meat, either physical or spiritual, for certainly many dreamers have entered that wood who have not come out.
Carter, however, had no fear, for he was an old dreamer, and had learnt their fluttering language, and made many a treaty with them, having found, through their help, the splendid city of Celepheus in Uth-Nargai, beyond the Tyrrhenian hills, where reigns, half the year, the great king Coranes, a man he had known by another name in life. Coranes was the one soul who had been to the Stargulls and returned free from madness. Threading now the low phosphorescent aisles between those gigantic trunks, Carter made fluttering sounds in the manner of the Zoogs, and listened now and then for responses. He remembered one particular village of the creatures was in the center of the wood, where a circle of great mossy stones, in what once was a clearing, tells of older and more terrible dwellers long forgotten, and toward this spot he hastened. He traced his way by the grotesque fungi, which always...